0: One, two, three, go. Welcome to the MetaZen cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on yourself. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Tuesday and welcome to episode 51, Dealing with Difficult People. In this episode, we will be talking about some of the difficult relationships that you may have, maybe some of the difficult people that you know, that you work with, that you come into contact with on a regular basis, or people that just may be infringing on you being able to be yourself, being happy, or whatever. Either way, we're going to discuss that today. So, if you are new to the podcast, what's up? Salutations. I hope all is well. The start of a new beautiful week. And I hope you have your goals lined up. And I hope you enjoy the show. If you are coming back for another episode, what's up? So I hope you had a good weekend. I hope you made money over the weekend in sleep. I hope that your house is looking clean, your skin is looking beat. You're drinking all the water that you can, and you are staying on top of those weight loss goals because, you know, spring is only around the corner. Anyway, in the first segment, we're going to talk about how difficult people stir up that dark side in you. In the second segment, we're going to talk about sticky triggers, And in the third segment, we're going to talk about maybe it's you. My intention for this episode is to talk out really about this particular topic, to give you resources, to give you another point of view to perceive this particular subject, to maybe start seeing the difficult people in your life as resources of change and self-development and people that can actually help you and help you grow that thing that's lacking in you. But just either way change the conversation and change the point of view. I know difficult people might feel like an inconvenience or a nuisance, but there's really an element to their madness and they actually have something to contribute. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode in three, two, and one. Voice. Voice. Jeanette Caron said, sometimes the bad things we experience in life can teach us the greatest and most valuable lessons. The bad things we experience and the bad people we need teaches us how to be stronger, how to learn to forgive, how to have patience, how to keep a good attitude when things are different. One of the biggest blessings that I've learned from difficult people is learning that Difficult people get you in touch with your dark side. They, you know, when they do their job right, they make your anger more accessible. They allow your insecurities to be more visible to you. They let you know how much you just, how much you lack patience. And just, you know, they have a way of bringing out the worst in you. And it's not because they just want to see you miserable. I don't think that thinking, though. You know, to think that they want to see the as but just contributes nothing to me personally. But I feel like they inflict the dysfunction that they inflict because they need to make us aware of our vulnerabilities and make us aware of where we're not strong. They need to make us aware of where we're lacking, where I, of what our deficiencies are. They allow us to see ourselves and to know that you're not better than me. And you're no different than me. Now we have a way of organizing the thoughts and you know intentions and approaching you know our behavior and our thought processes or whatever like that differently. But you're not you're not better than me. Maybe different, but you're not better. Growing up, I was surrounded by people who I feel were very emotionally unavailable. Because they were emotionally unavailable, it made it very difficult to talk to them. It made it very difficult to be understood by them. It made it very difficult to experience their empathy. It made it very difficult for them to see me for me. It made it very difficult to feel like I mattered. You know, but when I got older and started to realize, like, living as an adult, maybe about 24, 25 or so, to realize that none of that had anything to do with me and that they just couldn't give me something that they didn't have. I was able to start to take myself out of the situation, out of the equation. But I was able to learn, you know, over the years, even from a kid, that people that can feel, you know, people that are seemingly harder to love are still deserving of love and they're still deserving of compassion. And even as a kid, I was aware of that, you know, it put me in situations uh, to be abused at times. And it's just because I did not have boundaries in approaching that information. But still, you know, difficult people are people who deserve to be loved and they deserve compassion. But also, I also had to learn and get to a place of my development where I was able to be vocal with myself and understand that in all the time that I spend being around difficult people, I myself became a difficult person. I was very argumentative. I was very hard to please. I was very hard to understand. I was very hard to interact with, you know what I'm saying, most times, especially if I can't get my way or if I feel like you're not understanding where I'm coming from. And just if it just couldn't be about me. And When I got in that place of blaming myself and realizing I was the problem, I was able to isolate my issues. I was able to confront myself. I was able to confront my nonsense and start to dismantle all the different things that I've been using to survive, you know, since I was a kid in my adulthood. I can start reversing the process. I spent so many years trying to convince people who were emotionally unavailable of my worth and of my value and why my experience matters and what i learned was it's okay for people to have a negative opinion about you it's okay for people to not value you or appreciate you because you're different because you're odd because you're unique it's okay for people to not support your dreams and goals it's okay for all of those things I learned that when you really pay attention to the difficult people in your life, you learn that they are so inwardly detached and so outwardly focused that they're not able to see their own shortcomings. They're not able to see themselves clearly. They're not grounded in reality. They're only grounded in their pain. They're only grounded in their vitriol. They're only grounded in their bitterness. And it takes getting to a place where you can see them for who they are and love them for what's actually going on on the inside as opposed to arguing or addressing the person on the outside that's trying to attack you or feel like they're threatening you or trying to tear you down. Anthon St. Martin said, there are only two kinds of people who can drain your energy, those you love and those you fear. In both instances, it is you who let them in. They did not force their way into your aura or pry their way into your reality experience. And this circles back to the fact that there is no one or nothing going on in your life that you did not energetically invite yourself. Everything, every nut and bolt, every twist and drink, every fire, everything that's going on in your life, you have invited it in. And again, when you get in that place where you can have that kind of honesty, where you can tell that kind of truth, you can assess your results at the core level. Life is a progression of realizing who you really are. And you understand that all the relationships, everyone that you interact with, every situation occurs to help make you aware of something, grow something in you, to help heal something in you, to help you embrace something in you, make you more comfortable with something about you. Every situation is tailored made to help you and grow you. So many of us, we spend way too much time looking to the outside world, depending on the outside world to solve our problems. And we spend so much time overlooking our own shortcomings, overlooking our own actions, overlooking our own contributions to the situation we found ourselves in. And it's painful because We spend years going down this path. We spend years creating these neural pathways that poison ourselves, that allow us to hurt ourselves and not help ourselves. So many of us, we see difficult people in Israel and just wanna rape them as just having a problem. Or you see those families where you know, they have the misunderstood person. They may have a bad temper. They may be hopefully emotional and super withdrawn. And I've had to learn, one, from my family, but two, from myself that spending so many years being the difficult person that every difficult person has a story. It just takes being the kind of person that's invested in wanting to learn how they came to be who they are how they got to this spot, how did they get to this station in life, but every difficult person has a story. And I found that when you put the time into understanding, into wanting to understand where they're coming from, you get to perfectly understand who they are and how they got to be who they are. And maybe you can have some type of influence or contribution in helping them understand themselves and undo an unhealthy pattern and be more. You know, when they feel like they're being understood they feel like you have good intentions, then they have room to self-reflect in your company. They have room to maybe be more introspective and see, I might have treated you like trash. I might have had the wrong idea about you. I probably did judge you and that wasn't fair to you, but with you making it aware, making me aware of what I've been doing. I can trust you and then we trust in me trusting you I can trust myself and let me trust in myself. I can change what needs to be changed. Watch. 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 Ernest Yeboah said, "To catch a wild animal, you need not be courageous and wild, but wise and calm as well for any wild animal would be wild towards any threat. But after you have entangled it with good calmness, courage, and wisdom, you can easily tame it. I love this quote, and I feel like it comes from a genuine place of really explaining what it takes to diffuse, not literally tame or control anyone, but to properly know how to diffuse wild animals or wild people that may be difficult or hard to understand or seemingly hard to love. I've had people tell me that I'm hard to love so I know what it feels like and what it means to experience that and the disappointment and heartbreak that can come from someone sharing that with you, but also coming from a place of trying to also tell you that I'm doing my best and I just don't know what else to do. I was the kind of person that spent years, so many years, you know, like uh, pretty much more than half my life being angry and being aggressive, being just so heavily aggressive, so consistently and persistently aggressive. You think somebody literally wrote me a check to be so, but they didn't. And, And me spending so much of my waking time being aggressive, being angry, it seeped into moments that I didn't even realize I'd be angry. There'd be times where I can be having conversations and I'm, a, I'm being aggressive or I'm being angry because, and I don't even realize that I can be having a conversation and I can feel like I'm being perfectly chill, logical and aware, but I'm really spewing vitriol and, you know, bitterness and all that lingering bitterness and resentment from all the hurt and the unresolved You know situations in my life is finding a way to seep into my everyday life into small harmless conversations and now i'm backing people into corners and i don't realize i'm becoming someone that's hard to speak to someone that's hard to converse with because i can't be aware of when i'm turning up the volume when i'm turning up the inferno when we were just having an innocent conversation. And it took me be putting myself in a situation of being able to see that, you know, my partner definitely had a massive amount of help and contributing to that awareness and making me see myself in that light of, you're being angry, you know, you're being angry right now, or. Am I misreading the signs that I do something wrong or, you know, and for a long time it made me feel handled, like I was being mishandled and treated like glass. But what I was really, what I really had to do was realize I was making someone else uncomfortable. And, you know, it took you know, me hearing recordings and just hearing, and just paying attention to the details. And also that thing that when people just, a lot of people share a lot of the same thing about you with you. You can't refute the genuineness of it, especially when these people don't know each other. These are just unrelated people that all have the same thing to say. Life has went out of its way to abundantly to deliver a very specific uh, specific message, and it's your job to listen. It's your job to pay attention. And me being a difficult person as well as dealing with difficult people, I realize that people reflect things in us a lot of times those things are triggers those things are you know what people call those sticky buttons and you know those things those set off points that just really set off your anger that really just put you in defense mode that triggers your anxiety That takes you back to feeling like that little kid that felt helpless. The little kid that was bullied a lot. Or people trying to make you wrong. Or people trying to take your voice. Or people trying to give you too much for standing up for what's right. Or people telling you that you're being too smart for people valuing your intelligence in every other arena. But when you bring the intelligence to morals and ethics, you're being too smart beyond your years and just all the other stuff. And it puts you into that fight or flight mode where most times you choose and you feel like you have to defend yourself. You feel like all the people that you let you all the people that you didn't stand up or speak for you and speak up for yourself to, you're gonna get it all done in this one fell swoop with this one conversation. And this person has nothing to do with any of that. George Courtline said, if it was necessary to tolerate other people, everything that one permits for himself, life will be unbearable pretty much man. if we let other people mistreat us the way we mistreat ourselves life will be unbearable and it will be unsustainable and hard to live and when you're dealing with difficult people you have to understand that they are there to help thicken your skin they're there to let you know that you're stronger than you realize they're there to let out they're there to let you know that you can handle more than you realize you know some of us fight too much and some of us We run away from a fight. You know, some of us grow up in that space of being too vulnerable, but we don't have that sense of power. And so we invite and energetically attract people who over-identify with power and they tend to abuse other people and make other people feel small and, you know, that whole thing. And I've had a lot of those experiences in my life where, you know, growing up as a very tender and sensitive emotional kid, I grew up into a very, very vulnerable person. And a lot of times I struggled to stand in my power. I struggled to stand in who I am. And people took advantage of that. People saw that amount of women took advantage of that. And I had to get to a place where people saw that I was willing to fight. And then, you know, I couldn't necessarily, I didn't learn how to stand in my power and just fight and just stick up for myself. I had to fight very aggressively. And I over-identified with fighting and power. And I had to get to the place of balancing out the power and vulnerability. I had to learn that I can't control what people think of me. I had to learn that it's not my job to convince people of otherwise when they want to see the worst in me or see me as a bad person or when they think I'm making the wrong decisions or I'm not living my life the way they think I should live my life. It's not my job or responsibility to talk them out of that, to convince them of otherwise because drawing myself into those waters makes me subject to being secure and questioning myself and also become a part of this big dynamic of drama and dysfunction and I don't have to be. I have a choice. I had to learn that when it comes to dealing with difficult people, especially people that were difficult like I was, I had to get to a place of being compassionate, being loving, and loving the weakened, wounded person on the inside that really wants love, that really wants to know they matter, that wants to feel included, that spent a lot spent a lot of time being overlooked as opposed to the person that's outwardly judging me, criticizing me, trying to fight me and all this other stuff. That person is just the manifestation of what's unresolved on the inside. So how about I go to the source and love the person from the source and be compassionate to that person I don't have to get caught up in no conversation where I'm trying to trap them and show them that they're angry, show them that they're wrong. I don't have to embarrass them. I can just simply be there to understand. I can simply be there to be empathetic and let them know that I've been there and I know how painful and powerful it is. There are people in our life that, knows how to, that know how to press hard every button and knows how to tap into every insecurity and trigger. And we think that they're there just to make our life live living hell. But they're really there to let you know, I struggle with this too. This hurts me too. And because I don't want to deal with it, I want to wreak havoc and address someone else who I feel may have a similar issue. And when you give them the response or the reaction that they're looking for, you get to confirm something—something in them—that you're not better than them, that you're not any different. Because I've tapped into your triggers, I've tapped into your insecurities, and now I get to see you behave and get ugly the same way I'm displaying right now. So it may not be fun to see or feel right off top, but difficult people are there to expose you to your triggers, to expose you to what's unresolved, to expose you to what you need to heal and embrace, to expose you to what you need to soften and assuage, to show you that it's more to you, to show you that there's a vulnerable underbelly that you need to spend more time nurturing, to show you that there's an inner child that's being malnourished and neglected to show you that sometimes everyone don't express their feelings or you know keep their feelings bottled up. Sometimes people are a mess. Sometimes people project. Sometimes it's a cry for help. Sometimes they want to see if you're gonna run away like everyone else do. A doing for fajabi said, Everyone has met the most difficult person in the world before, except they don't look in the mirror. I've learned that in life, a lot of the key self-discoveries that you have usually start and end with you. When it comes to looking at the difficult relationships that you have, the difficult people that's in your life, you know, it usually takes you starting to look at the relationship you have with yourself because... Most times, all the issues or any problems that you're having stemming from that relationship. A lot of times when we're in relationship with people, we have to have that willingness to tell the truth and look at ourselves. Like I said before, you know, it really took a lot of nerve and it took a lot of vulnerability to get to a place where I could say, I'm the problem. I'm the issue. I'm the one being difficult. You know, I spent so many years of my life trying to force feed, you know, or stuff things down my family's throat in terms of, you're gonna see me, you're gonna do this, you're gonna hear me, you're gonna love me, this whole thing. And I couldn't tap into the thing that, you know, they couldn't, they were unwilling or unable to give me those things. And I just wanted to focus on what I wanted and then me focusing on what I wanted I poisoned myself. I hurt myself. I did nothing wrong. I just focused on what I wanted to focus on. I just, and in me doing that, I couldn't see that I was the opposition to my progress. I couldn't see that I was the opposition to my closure. And I couldn't see that I was in my way in a lot of life. It's getting out of your own way. Lori Perez said, Feeling compassion toward a dangerous person will not lead you to submit to them or put yourself at risk or condone their actions. What it does simply is relieve your anxiety, which immediately makes you stronger and more resilient. And what that means is that when you're compassionate, when you're kind, when you're sweet, when you're open to someone who's difficult, someone who's being difficult instead of being drawn into their madness and becoming a part of the argument or stooping to their level, you get to see them for who they are. You get to love the person on the inside that's probably hurting, the person that's probably wounded, the person that probably has a story you know nothing about, as opposed to trying to address the outward person that's trying to focus on hurting you, that's trying to focus on, you know, threatening you and focus on attacking you you don't have to focus on that person. You know, I've learned that when you bring a lot of that love and kindness into the picture and love on people and bring that sense of sincerity that the vitriol that people, you know, have going inside, it can't, it won't go far. People can't really argue with someone when they don't want to argue back. People can't really be their meanest when they see you're not going to meet them halfway or do your part. When you can get to a place where you can be in any situation and be understanding and be level-headed and see people for who they are as opposed to, you know, their behavior or the things that they're doing that wrong. You open yourself up to understand people more and you open yourself up to understand yourself. When you can have that compassion for people more, you get to see the depth of that compassion and how you can have it for yourself when you need it. Difficult people definitely have a way of reflecting to us the skills or the things that are underdeveloped, the things that we need to work on and, and in them bringing those things to our awareness. We learn how we need to change, how we need to grow, what we need to nurture. And then us nurturing those things because of that person being in your life We can have those things for ourselves after they're gone or, you know, they go on to do whatever they're going to do. Like I said before, it's so important to go into every situation, knowing that every person has a story, however troubled someone seems, whatever issue someone has. You know, someone's the black sheep or the family labels them the problem child. Everyone has a story as to how they became who they are it takes us to be students and to be compassionate and to be open to whatever that story could be, as opposed to just want to believe that person is a bad person, because when you peel back the layers, that person is just as human as you are. That person is just as vulnerable as you are. That person is just as gentle and sincere as you are and spending most of my life being the difficult person, being the aggressive person, being the person that just has an attitude for no reason, the per- the aggressive person in denial, you know, emerging out of that, growing out of that allows me to have that same type of understanding, that same type of empathy for other people who, are, who still dwell in that place. And just, you know, I get to have that peace of mind and I get to be able to Create that room to see them and understand them where they're coming from and how they feel as opposed to just wanting to say that person is messed up or just wanting to give up on them. A lot of the people that we have in our lives that are difficult are probably people we find difficult because maybe they struggle to accept when they're wrong. And, you know, we feel like we're going to be the person, we're going to be the party that can turn that around. And in us trying to turn that around, we become people that try to do that by embarrassing people, by trapping people, trapping them in their lives and, you know, just trying to make a fool of them. And I know this because I've been on the receiving end of a lot of that, you know, people seeing my aggression and seeing my mismanagement of my emotion and wanting to catch me up, wanting to make me look like a fool, draw me, draw me into troubled waters just to make embarrass me and learning that I'm more than that and that it took people, it took a person, it took people to want to spend that time and take that time to open my eyes to my behavior, to want to understand me, to want to call out my behavior, but not call it out to take anything from me, but call it out to create awareness, call it out To show me that I can be more, you know, not having arguments, but just being grounded in understanding, you know, setting difficulty to the side for harmony. One of the hardest lessons I've had to learn is that in life, you will always have difficult people there from time to time, but you get to make the choice of who stays or who goes. And when you're aware or conscious that it's your decision, you don't have much room to be at all mad about however something's going because you know they're still there because you want them to be. So if you haven't figured out what you want to do about the situation, I mean, you can have some emotion or some upset about it, but deal with you and don't project it onto anyone else. Cameron Manheim said, parents know how to push the buttons because, hey, they sold them on. A lot of us have parents in our life that are difficult, parents that won't support who we marry, who we date, where we live, the jobs we work, the careers we choose. And we put our lives on hold. We become children all over again, trying to please them. And that's not how any of this works. You will not get to be your best self trying to please other people. You will never reach your full potential not being yourself so you have to get to that place today, right now, where you make a decision about what's going to happen. You make a decision about who's going to stick around, who you're going to keep around, and why? Because if you're just keeping yourself, keeping people around because one, that's your mom and that's your dad, your sister brother, that's your friend of 20 years, or whatever, you are being blinded by bias and you need to allow yourself to make informed decisions. Who is aligning you with your future? What relationships are setting you up to meet the person that you want to become? Who is setting you up to feel more fulfilled in your relationships and friendships? Because if there's more difficulty and there's more people taken away from that, then you are setting yourself up to be disappointed. And you are setting yourself up to be misaligned with your future. And those are prices I don't think anyone wants to pay. Hey, Moonbeams, welcome to the era segment of this episode. In this segment, as you know, we challenge you to take action and challenge you to pull together your resources to create new results. And if you haven't started yet, start today with taking action. Start taking action on those goals. So without further ado, let's jump in. The first letter is E, endorse. Endorse. Endorse the fact, endorse the idea that difficult people are in your life to teach you something. Whether they're making you aware of something that's underdeveloped in you, whether they're making you aware of something that's unresolved in you, whether they're making you aware of something that keeps you from being in control of yourself and control of how you respond, they are making you aware of something. Their presence being planted in your life has an intention. It has a purpose. They're not there to just cause you turmoil or hell. So let's drop that idea. Let's drop that opinion because that's not what it is. You know that if you have a lot of difficult people in your life, there's probably a lot that you need to learn. There's a lot that you need to be aware of. And it's not to say that they're right about you. Or everything that they say about you is right. But if they're there and you know in your heart that they're difficult, that they, they're making your life in hell, they are there to teach you something. They are there to reflect or mirror something in you that you are not paying attention to. It's just a matter of you being open, being honest, and being a student and figuring out what it is. Most times, if we're really being honest, you know what it is already. Maybe. They're difficult because you feel like they don't make it easy for you to have your way. And maybe that can be something that you can interpret as sometimes in life you're not going to be in control. Who will you become when you're not able to be in charge? You can still be in control of how you respond. Will you be able to lean on that? Or will you just fly off the handle? Will you be unstable? Whatever. But whatever the difficult people in your life are in your life for, they are there to teach you something. So get to the bottom of that because once you start learning the lessons, applying the lessons and growing, you will start to see them fade out. You will start to see them fade away. So many of us have people in our lives whether they're family siblings or whatever and you know they're the difficult people in our lives and it can be easy to just remove them and decide we're not we don't we want to be done with them but we can we won't some of them that's my mom that's my sister that's my brother that's my daddy you feel like it's for sentimental reasons but i think it's something a lot more deeper that you're tied to and your soul won't allow you to depart or separate yourself from that lesson so again take that time to be introspective and look into what they might be there to teach you because they're there to teach you something especially if you have more than one sometimes most of us we usually have about one or two but others we have about five to six difficult people in our life that just makes our life a living hell seemingly. but when you start to take advantage of the situation and see what they're teaching you Then you can watch yourself learn and be more adaptable in situations where difficult people may be present. The next letters are recognize, recognize that difficult people are also in your life to thicken your skin. There are so many of us that rattle and scare so easily the moment things don't go our way. The moment we're not feeling our best or the world isn't telling us how beautiful or perfect we are we fall apart and we lose our ish. You know what I mean? So recognize that difficult people are there to help you grow a thicker skin, to remind you that sometimes you won't be in control, to remind you that sometimes everybody ain't gonna like you, to remind you that sometimes people will judge you and have opinions about your life, but you don't have to believe them. You don't have to give energy to them. You don't have to adopt those things. You can have your own stance on the subject or the matter. Recognize that if there are people in your life that make you feel triggered, very triggered, then they're making you aware of unresolved trauma, unresolved pain, anguish that needs to be healed, that needs to be embraced, that needs to be resolved, that needs to be dissolved. So they're around and they make you feel triggered. That's because they're letting you know there are things here that can keep you from being your best self, things that can keep you from being in control of yourself, that can keep you separate from your happiness, from your peace, from your peace of mind, from your self fulfillment and prosperity. And their presence is there to trigger you in those ways to let you know that there is mind here, there's a bomb here, and you need to defuse it, you need to deal with it, you need to do something about it. Moving on. And the last letter is A, account. Account for the fact that sometimes it's you. You know, I one of the hardest things I've ever had to do was realize in a lot of people's life, I was the difficult person. You know, despite what people had took me through and what experiences I had, I had to block all that out and own the fact that I've become the difficult person. I've become the mean. I've become the bully. I've become the one that just gives everyone a hard time. I've become untrusting in people because I stopped trusting myself. And when we all can get in that place where we can look in the mirror and own, I'm the difficult one. I'm the one that's standing in my way. I'm the reason I haven't moved yet. I'm the reason I'm not making the kind of money I want to make yet. I'm the reason I'm still friends with these people. I'm the reason I still take this person back even though they don't love me or they do what they do. I'm the reason I still allow you know, my mom and my dad to talk to me like I'm a kid or whatever. Look in that mirror and realize that it is you, you who you're dealing with. Learn that you can control how you respond. Responsibility means respond with ability and that it is a skill. And that as you put more energy and time into becoming more responsible for your actions, responsible for yourself, That will help you let a lot of things go. That will help you get more in tune with reality and what you can and can't control. So there you have it. Endorse, recognize, and account. In the next episode, we're going to talk about building confidence within. So you don't want to miss that. And if you haven't had a chance yet, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a comment or a rating and or both and just let us know how the podcast is doing. Let us know how everything is going. If you have any suggestions for topics or anything that you want to hear or you want to hear me speak about, please let me know. Also, I haven't had a chance to say it yet, but happy Black History Month to everyone to everyone, especially people of color. Happy Black History Month. And I'm right around the corner from a thousand plays. I'm just so thankful and so excited. Like, just to think about the fact that I just started this podcast back in... September, and to be already approaching a thousand planes here soon. I'm just so grateful for your support and your care. And I just thank you for supporting the medicine cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. And as you know, before I go, you are strong. You are enough. You are wise and baby. You are tough. Know it. East.